Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover Him and find purpose today. I really want to talk today about something that just stirs me, and it's something we're, we've been about for many years, and it's the topic of the fire of God. And I want to title this today, Identified by Fire. You know, every every year for the past 14 years, this will be 15 years, we do an event. Um, it's called Firebrand. It was Fire in the Mountains at first, and then we turned, we changed the name to Firebrand. But it's really based off of this uh, scripture in Hebrews 12, uh, 29. It says, for our God is a consuming fire. You know, uh, there's this is a broad topic, but... Um, you know, the message Bible simply says, God is fire. Um, there's, this is something that, you know, we can't have Christianity that is just smoke and, um, you know, just the Bible calls it clouds without rain, you know, wind without a storm. When, when our God is a consuming fire and he is, and, and, and God is fire and he is, God is also love. There's, there's something about fire that, we have to have as Christians, you know, John the Baptist, he prophesied that, that, that Jesus would baptize us, that there would become one come that would baptize us in the Holy spirit and in fire. And, you know, before there was ever an internet, uh, before there was ever uh, Google search or Instagram or Facebook or any of these social media sites, there were images of God and these images of God, the Bible gives us is of fire, you know, um, at Firebrand this past year, the Lord, the Lord really um, just confirmed to me that this generation of believers need exposed to the fire. This generation of believers needs baptized in the fire of God, the passion of God. And um, I like this at 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 5, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, uh, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. And, and he said this in verse 5, having a form of godliness but denying its power. There's the fire. It says from such people turn away. And, you know, I believe that, that a church in this hour, uh, with a form of godliness that denies the power, it won't reach this generation. We need fire friends. We need the fire of God. We need to, uh, pray and we need to, to, to walk with God in intimacy and, and passionately, uh, in purity, walk before him and we need, we need to not just have a form of godliness, but we need to have the power of God, the fire of God that changes people's lives. In Matthew 3.11, he says, I indeed baptize you with water. This is the verse I was talking about earlier. He said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. He said, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Um, fire is an identity for the church. Fire is an identity for the New Testament church. 
We're to be identified in this world by having fire. We shouldn't have just a dead form of godliness, just dead ritual, just dead churches and dead believers. And our services should not be lacking fire. They shouldn't be cold towards God, but they should be full of the fire of God. What we do should not be just programs, but they should be they should be visions that God gives us. Not just programs for church growth, but visions that God gives us to reach our cities and our nations that are fueled by fire, the fire of God, the fire that should never go out, the fire that still burns bright. It burned on the day of Pentecost, and it still burns brightly today in the church. In Acts 2, um, verses 1 to 4, it said, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Wow. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and the Holy, or the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. These, there's so many people get hung up on the tongues here, but the tongues, uh, the tongues were birthed in fire. They, that it's with a, with a new tongue, he birthed the church and with these heavenly tongues or angelic tongues, whichever they, they began to speak with other tongues and the spirit gave the utterance. They were fueled by the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And we're to be identified by that same fire today as they were on the day of Pentecost. This was the birth of the church. And the church was birthed in fire. The church can't die in smoke. If it was birthed in fire, we must continually, generation after generation, continue to keep the fire burning you know, I know many people have seen, well, you talk, start talking about the fire of God and they talk, start talking about all the, the fleshly manifestations and what people do and uh, how people get flaky and they get out of line and out of order. And you're, you're always going to have that, friends. But what I want to say is we have to have, aside from all the flesh, there's flesh either way. There's flesh and dead religion. But we have to have the fire of God to really make a difference, to convict and convince and to change people's hearts and minds. It won't come by our brilliant ideas. The power in the church doesn't come from our brilliant ideas. It doesn't come from our intellect. It doesn't come because we have the best music or the best preacher or the nicest facility or the most beautiful church or the, the we're in the most beautiful area or we have rich people or uh, uh, people that have upper class in our church. That doesn't matter at all to God. God looks on the heart. But what people are looking for and needing is the fire of God. They, they, we need to see that the church that's identified by fire is the true church. I just, I believe it goes back to Elijah on Mount Carmel where they they had the uh, the showdown on Mount Carmel where he said, the God who answers by fire, he is God. And it was a radical, I don't have time to go into it, but it was a radical Old Testament example of how the fire of God brings change and how the fire of God burns up the things of man. And the fire of God proved to those people on Mount Carmel that Elijah's God was truly God. 
And I believe it's the fire that's going to set the church apart in this hour. It's people that are fueled by the passion of God, by the Holy Spirit power, by tongues of fire. Even in dark times, the fire grows brighter. And we know it only takes a candle to light the darkness. And just how much more can can a church on fire do in a dark world? You know, fire is to be as much a part of our daily life as it is those in a third world country without electric. As to those uh, in in my area, there's uh, people that are Amish and they choose to live without electricity. And the Amish, they, they heat with fire. They cook with fire. Fire is their light at night. Without fire, they cease to function. Are you following me? This is the church without fire. Um, they they don't without fire in a in an Amish uh, community or in an Amish home without the fire they don't eat right. They can't prepare for winter by canning food. They can't see when it's dark without fire. They can't move because they can't see. It causes death in winter. Without fire, there is death in winter. You know, in the cold times, it, it makes conditions unsanitary without fire. Without fire, you can't boil water. Without fire, you can't make things sanitary. You can't get rid of the bacteria and the germs. And it's the way it is in the church. Without the fire, you can't get rid of the things that cause the church to be unhealthy and and sickly and to stop winning souls. A church that is a soul-winning church is a church on fire. There's, There's boiling water in that church, so to speak, to make everything clean and pure. Without fire, there's no real cleansing or purification. (laughs) Boy, if that hasn't been a problem in the church, this is the time that the church must be purified. God wants to cleanse us as the church before he sends us. Yeah, he wants to cleanse us before he sends us out. You know, without fire and without purification, you know, we give people a mixed message. Without fire, we give people the idea that Jesus is dead. When friends, Jesus is alive today. As as real as I'm talking to you today, Jesus Christ is alive today. Without without fire in in their lives, wolves and predators and coyotes and other things can come in to kill the sheep at night. The fire keeps the wolves away. Without fire, we can't get any work done at night when it's dark. And we have to have the fire of God. All because these things all happen because there's no fire. If you think about it, a church or a Christian without fire experiences the same thing. You know, radical love, radical forgiveness, radical prayer, radical faith, radical obedience all come from fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit burns out the impurities and fuels our passion. A Christian or church without fire can't eat right. They don't get the right spiritual food. It's not, it's not at the right temperature. The messages that, that are being preached are not at the right temperature. They're not inspired from heaven in the way that they should be. With a church without fire, um, there, there's nothing hot. You, you freeze in the winter. In the hard times, there's, there's nothing to keep you if there is no fire. It causes spiritual death. Without no fire, there, there's, it would cause spiritual death because you can only get so cold before you freeze out. And we need the fire of God. If, if you're someone out there today and you've, you've grown cold towards God, 
now is the time to be encouraged and be strengthened and to run back to God and, and say, Lord, I need a fresh baptism of your fire, uh, of, your, of your purity, of your holiness. I need a fresh baptism uh, today of passion, God, uh, from you. Without fire in the church, it, we can't see when times are dark and difficult. Uh, we live in a time now, people are looking for leaders to arise, people with the answers. That the Bible says, if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. So we can't have somebody without fire leading somebody without fire. They'll both go in the ditch. We have to have fire. I've been praying for the church in this hour to have fire. I've been praying that my fire would burn brighter and brighter. And friends, as you listen to Anchored with Mike Robbins, you'd be stirred to be more on fire for God, to just, just throw out all the stops and just be identified by the fire of God. Um, we, I pray we could live by insight and foresight in this generation. I pray that nothing in darkness could cause us to stumble because we're full of fire. I pray that nothing could stop our advancement because we're full of fire. I pray that nothing could deceive us because we're full of fire. Um, you know, I, I pray that, that we would see as leaders and as Christians that a church with a, a form of godliness that denies the power of won't make it in the last day. We just, we just won't make it. We, we need the fire of God. You know, really, this is a picture of the five wise and the five foolish virgins in the last day. Ones were ready. They had oil. They had fire. They had a continual flow because they're baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. And without fire, there is no cleansing. There's no purification and there's no preparation. And the people in the church are unsanitary. Fire will bring out the filth and the sin, and it will convict and convince people of their coldness. You know, the enemy is he's trying to come and seek uh, who he may devour. And, and, you know, he even told Jesus, I'll be back at an opportune time. Let me tell you from experience, the enemy comes when it's dark and you have no fire. And when you pray in the spirit, you, you always have oil for the fire, whether you feel it or not. We can work at night. This is our time, church, to be identified by fire. Every Christian in every church, it's our time to be identified by fire. You know, uh, enough of this identity theft in the church. We need to stand and be who we are in God. We need to stand in the fire of God today, friends. As a Christian, I want to let you know, you're not a part of a dying church. You're not a part of a dead religion. You're a part of a church that is on fire that we're identified by fire because our God is a consuming fire. Our God, in fact, is fire. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.